Sweet, dear, amazing friends, especially you, Spinny. Uh, this is your Friday of all Fridays. This is a Friday where you will not be back for a week plus. Yes. Vacation. I'm very happy for Correct. you. Correct. Now, this may not be my ideal version of a vacation because uh, i got to actually do stuff. Do work and pay attention and travel and uh, get to places on time, but that's how most people do their vacations. I guess so. It's I should a, be proud that I'm invited, you know? It, it's a lot of stress. I know you're going to Disney World, and we talked yeah. about that, the whole having to have the app and make appointments, but uh, you yeah. really just need one person in the group that's kind of on top of things. That's what I'm hoping, because I'm going with my sister, who's very gung-ho about it, and I hope she's going to lead us, me and my other sister, through this. Oh, you'll, that's what my fiance did for me. You'll be yeah, fine, dude. Uh, okay. But but, you know, have fun, wind down. I'm happy you took that whole chunk off because I feel like the day or two of traveling at the beginning and end of any trip yeah. doesn't count. It sucks. You need a day to wind down and a day to wind back up to work. So you're you're doing the ideal amount of time off. Um, I'm yeah, going to miss dude. you. I'll get back. Uh, I'll miss you too, man. I'll get back next Saturday and I'll have all day Sunday. Just to do nothing. Yes. Not a damn thing. Mm. Except for maybe fix your car. Uh, we'll, tell that, <laughs> we'll tell that story a little later because right at the end of yesterday's show, we got some unfortunate news. Could have yeah. been scarier, but uh, it wasn't that bad. Uh, a lot to do today, by the way. We've got concert tickets to give away. I've got a yeah. big uh, contest today. Fantastic Fest uh, taking place, uh, what, next week, I do believe. Uh, so much fun if you're a big, if you're into film, if you're into movies, if you love the Alamo Draft House, Fantastic Fest is for you. I got a pair of badges to that worth about a thousand dollars. So yeah. if you're uh, if you're a movie head, what do we call people who are into film? Film, film buffs. buffs. That just sounds so corny, but uh, perfect prize for that. So, Hang around. That and more. C.J. Morgan Show. Not what you're thinking. One of my favorite dishes of all time. It is National Wiener Schnitzel Day. And no, I'm not talking about the restaurant. I'm talking about schnitzel, which is something my grandmother used to make. Probably one of the very few things that I absolutely loved that my grandma used to make. Because she was always making traditional Polish and German food. Yeah. A lot of sauerkraut, a lot of weird kraut things, a lot, mm. of, a lot of stuff that kids shouldn't be eating. Meat, potato-y, sausage-y kind of things. I'm looking at schnitzel. Tell me what it is. It just looks like it's a patty of something. Fried. It, 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 there you go. Uh, that's exactly what it is. It's veal. You pound the veal really thin, mm. and then you bread it and salt it, a little bit of pepper. Very, very simple. Uh, but then you deep fry the tenderized veal in uh, clarified butter, so it's a little different than an oil or something like that, and it has a very different buttery taste. It's almost like an Italian food, and a lot of people mm. serve it with, like, parsley potatoes, uh, something like that, but I prefer, actually to take the veal a little bit of a step further, take this traditional, it's like a German-Austrian dish, probably mainly Austrian, but take it a little step further, put it on a little bit of pasta with a wine butter sauce, some capers and lemons on it. Mm. So good, combining Austrian and Italian cuisine. But yeah, happy <laughs> National Yum, Schnitzel dude. Day. It is, uh, it can, is something that I don't see around enough. I love love some schnitzel. Oh, yeah. Do you, uh, have you ever had any here in town? Do you know if there's a place that makes some schnitzel? I'm sure there is. I mean, what is a what is a Czech, Polish, Austrian, German bar in town? I know we've got uh, my Bayern, Bayern Munich, my soccer, Bavarian soccer team, uh, they usually watch that downtown at, at uh, what's it called? I forget the name of it. Uh, 
I don't know, man. I'm play, sorry play. if I threw you off here. Well, now I really <laughs> wonder. I wonder if there is like a Surprise. good, uh, good kind of Bavarian restaurant in town. I'll find it. I don't know. But happy National Schnitzel Day. I mm. uh, hope I gave you a good idea of something fun, different, and unique to cook. And also, by the way, you don't need to use veal. It can be other meats as well. I've it's read. supposed to be veal. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it it's says also veal, the, pork, the, chicken. I'm looking on Wikipedia though. It's better with the veal. You, the tenderized <laughs> veal, much oh, much yeah. better. All which the sorrow. is. Poor, sad, tiny oh, baby deer. Man. But, uh, hey, man, there's some good baby deer. A bit of butter. <laughs> ah. The weekend lost his voice. And now it's time for Emily's social cues. Emily's here for social cues, where we discuss what's happening on the Internet, because after all, that's the most important faucet of the radio, facet of the radio. Point being... The weekend, you just attended a show, uh, wrapping up a big tour. Uh, not cheap, right? Oh, no, 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 no. It's a stadium tour, so I had nosebleed seats uh, in Dallas for about $150 <laughs> per pop. So, very expensive. Um, the show itself, it's a giant production. They have lights everywhere. They have fog. It goes through the arena, right? Yep, like they it's... have a giant moon. There's fire. Like it's. It takes hours for yeah. this thing to get set up. And recently, Abel, uh, the lead singer of The Weeknd, who is actually just kind of all of The Weeknd for the most right. part. He's The Weeknd. He's The Weeknd. <laughs> um, he was playing, I believe it was his second show in Los Angeles uh, last Saturday or whenever this was. And he had to cancel his show mid-concert after losing his voice. Oh, no. Let's go to the video. Guys, uh, I don't know what just happened when I screamed, but I just lost my voice. This is killing me, and I don't want to stop the show. Then I can't give you the concert that I want to give you right now. Um, They're booing. Everybody's good. Get your money back. But I want, I'll do a show real soon for you guys. But I wanted to come out. I'm personally apologizing. I'm not tweeting or Instagram or whatever. I will you guys know. But I can't give you what I want to give you. I apologize. And he just kind of stands there for a second, just stares at the crowd, and you can tell he's like about to cry. He looks very looks upset. Like, what else yeah. are you gonna do? I mean, uh, he can't perform, and, anymore, and he doesn't lip right? sing. Because yeah. like, when I went to the concert, I remember being really impressed because in the middle of the shows, he would start saying like. Dallas, I love you. And I was like, ah, oh, he's not lip singing. That's awesome. Show, well, that's but, why they use backing tracks yeah, and all that stuff. Is I know. Because when you're performing, it is exhausting moving and running around yeah. as well as uh, singing. I, man, speaking of like this, uh, I don't get how Florence from Florence and the Machine oh my gosh, does it. Because yeah. if you've ever seen one of her live shows, she's nonstop running and twirling and then she just belts something out. Mm-hmm. I can't walk up the stairs at work and sit here on the microphone. I need to I know, like... Man. For a minute, these people are conditioned. I know. So he was, I think, only about two songs in whenever his voice came out. And very expensive. Yes. He played 25 songs when I was there. So two songs in is nothing. You paid for parking. You paid for your tickets. You pay for the outfit. You take off of work. You like, because like for us, we drove to Dallas. We got a hotel in Dallas, everything. And to be able to go to the concert and then have to go all the way back home knowing that you only got to see one song. (laughs) I, I, I feel really bad because some of the comments online, half of them were like, 
oh, I get it. I get understand. Well we love you. Get well soon. Because he said, I'm going to make sure you get your money back. I'm going to come back. So that's nice. But then other people were like, yeah, they're here for the show. Just play that backtrack and go. Like, that's what most pop stars do. But he's an artist, too. He's, he is. He explained it just now. He's like, it's I can't give you the show I want. So, mm-hmm. also, yeah. seeing a live show is far more interesting because they, there's slight alterations to the song. Yeah. Even the timing can be a little faster or slower. But, when it, but I kind of get it because when it's, when it's in such a big arena... You can barely see him anyways. Yeah. And I know I know that's awful. That's not a good take. I don't think but, but I mean if if people are going to be so upset about it you could do the Kanye West thing where a lot of people speculated that it wasn't even Kanye West because he had a mask oh, on yeah. for like some tour. Well, he does wear a mask for the first half of there it. There you go. You so just... I don't know. He could have put the mask back on and then done one the little my, switcheroo. One of my favorite hip hop artists, MF Doom. Rest MF in Doom. Oh, yeah. Yes. Hell yeah. yeah. He used to do that because he wears like a mask. Yeah. And then sometimes he would like hire impersonators to like go to shows <laughs> for him. It was part of his shtick though because he's like a, pretending to be a, yeah, a yeah, villain yes. and stuff. Yeah. Well, people will get pissed off. That's, yeah. It wasn't actually that's yeah, I feel bad. Um, I know Harry Styles has gone six or seven or ten or forty-seven, whatever. How many nights he's doing in New York City? But every artist is different, and yeah. I mean, well, hey, I just watched the Elvis movie, and to quote uh, Colonel Tom Parker, you oh, do gosh. whatever you need to do to get that boy on stage. <laughs> uh, uh, that was a good movie, by the way. I liked the Elvis yeah. movie. Yeah, oh, yeah. Good, good. Uh, point being. But, yeah, it sucks because if you want to put on a good show and you want to entertain a crowd, mm-hmm. uh, it takes a lot of effort. And if you can't do that, then, I mean, you're going to deal with a lot of backlash, which yeah. I think is happening. But like you said, each each artist is different. Yeah. yeah. I think it was personally very kind of him to... Uh, I think it was genuine. I and think so explain too. it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the weekend, by the way, if I had like a date and I knew I was going to be hooking up that night, that would be my music on the way. That you know I what's funny? To. I saw a tweet where some guy was like, hey, thank you so much, Abel. I took this girl to the show. You ended up canceling it. I got my money back and she still came home with me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that wouldn't be bad. Hey, uh, I got a hack. It's how to control your kids. Welcome to Parent Pickup. That's the voice of Matt Bearden joining us in studio. Hey, if you're a parent, if you're an aunt or an uncle, if you're a babysitter, if you're someone who's got to manage kids. A doggy daddy? uh, Like myself, I don't have kids, but I have two dogs. There's actually a way this might actually work for you, even (laughs) though I I hate it every time you bring up your dogs and I'm talking about kids. Uh, There's a teacher who has brought up this kind of awesome management hack, is that she has this basket of smelly lip balms, right? And if kids do something good and they want to stand out, she rewards them with putting a tiny dot on their arm or whatever where they can just smell the lip balm. Aromatherapy, I It guess. is kind of weird because it is kind mm. of aromatherapy. She mainly will put it like on the back of their hand and she says, kids get quiet. They work really hard for it, They love, and they get to choose. Like, do I want the berry? Do I want chocolate? Do I want pineapple? Do I want huh. vanilla? This is kind of fun. It's kind of fun. It's also bizarrely genius. Uh, but she says, you know, then kids are quiet. 
they had their hand up to Hell their nose yeah. like I'm doing right now. Getting those sweet smells. Yeah, mm. and they're just smelling that sweet smell. I mean, it also feels a little bit like, oh, God, humans, we're just such addictive creatures. You know, like, mm, give me that sweet, sweet smell. <laughs> oh, you remember those uh, dry erase markers back in the day that had a sense in them? Yeah. You're not yeah. supposed to sniff them, but I would. But they did. Oh, they're so fun. Speaking of best smell, a freshly mowed lawn, rain, <laughs> okay, or dad. gasoline. I like to... Pour gasoline onto a freshly mowed lawn and, and then light, light it. it. Yeah, yeah, there we go. We got the best smell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so anyway, I thought about this and realized uh, it's not, obviously it's not going to work with teenagers. Uh, but if you're a parent and you have younger kids and you're trying to get them to do certain things, this is kind of genius. You can have, especially if like you're a mom, it's not awkward to carry a lip balm. A dude, we have that weird pocket in our jeans that nobody knows what it's for. Mm-mm. If you're a parent, you're not using it for condoms anymore. So go ahead and put a lip balm in there. But yeah, you put a little tiny dot. Now, it didn't take long for the internet because the internet has to crush everything. Yes. This is a great idea. It's working for this teacher. Everybody was like, oh my God, this is genius. But it's here comes everybody going, it's not healthy. You're spreading germs. I can't believe you're doing this during COVID times. You're spread. Uh, this is why we can't have anything nice. Anyway, I love this idea. I think it's kind of genius. And I kind of like the idea. I feel like someone like you, CJ, your fiance, could have a, a lip balm. If they make a lip balm that smells like... Gasoline. Alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. And maybe she could just... Markers very good. <laughs> she could say to you, like, hey, CJ, if you clean up your room and you don't do things that make me angry, I give you this little smell of uh, alcohol. That's not a bad idea. I'm they should like, make uh, one that smells like the bathroom in Hotel Vegas. <laughs> nudge, nudge, wink, 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 wink or free yeah. on. Yeah. If you're going to be sniffing, you might uh, as well. <laughs> whipped cream pop. Um, delicious. Yeah. There we go. Uh, there okay. you go. So anyway, uh, yeah, smelly dots are the future to uh, calmer, kinder kids. <laughs> 101X, Alternative Austin. Now with C.J. Morgan. The best tailgating foods. You look fat as I'm getting very concerned with the integrity of our organization here. C.J. You have gained, I mean, 50 pounds of fat. The man is carrying around trash bags filled with Mexican foods. C.J. is fat. I just compiled a list off the top of my head of the best foods to have at your tailgate. And I'll explain the qualifications in a minute. But tailgating is a big deal in Texas, a big deal in Austin. We've got Alabama coming to town, and the scene is going to be exciting, fun, and lively tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Now, obviously, if you're going to have a successful tailgate, the, the number one key is beer. You're going to want to have yeah. some delicious, cold icy beer to share with your friends and whatever randos come stumbling in. But a big part of it is also it's an early tailgate. You're going to want to have food. You don't want people out in the sun just drinking all day. And there's so many different unique and fun creations that I've experienced uh, in my career tailgating at uh, in San Marcos. That's a career now, tailgating. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, ta- okay. Tailgating with our radio stations, both uh, setting them up and organizing myself. I've kind of found what I think some of the perfect foods are, and my qualifications are this. Uh, easy prep, easy to set out buffet style, Yeah. so you're not having to have a lot of things that go with it. Easy to, to cook, to keep hot, 
uh, and to cover up. So very mm. transportable. Remember, you're doing this tailgate essentially under a tent out of the back of your pickup truck. So yes. you, you want to have these things. And I, the most important thing is it's got to be portable. So when the person is eating it, they can walk and hold whatever they're eating. They okay. don't have to yeah. like sit with a big plate. So, Maybe not even a plate. Maybe just paper towels. So we're talking about corn dogs. Not even that. No. Um, unfortunately, corn dog. You don't have a microwave really out a, there. Really want a corn dog? You're now. not going to be able to really grill a corn dog and, and get it uh, to taste good. But no, let's uh, let's start with buffalo wings. I think uh, any person that tailgate tailgate thinks buffalo wings are going to be on there. They're a little messier. They're a little more prep when it comes to frying them. That's but what I was thinking. You can grill them. You can dump sauce on them. It's that easy. So they're my number 10. Well, I guess you could put like a little, a little, you know, like a bowl on the side for dipping in. Keep those sure. fingers nice and clean. Sure. There you go. Uh, I'm, I'm good at this. Number nine, hamburgers. Hamburgers are the... Mm. Pretty much outside of hot dogs, the easiest thing to throw on a grill and prepare for your friends. Yeah. It's just, if you're making hamburgers, you usually have to have a thing of lettuce and onions and tomatoes and ketchup and condiments. It becomes too much of a thing. Uh, That's why it's so low on my list. I like sliders as an idea, as the handheld. Sliders are a little harder to to kind of prep, and and you have those tinier buns. Uh, Number eight, I'm going to go with the cheese dip, but not nacho cheese or queso dip. I'm going to say if you're doing a successful tailgate, we're going to go up to Wisconsin, baby. Uh, I want you to use a beer cheese as your dip. Beer cheese is thicker. It's not as runny. You can use a variety of things other than just chips, maybe pretzels. Oh, yeah. There's a lot more uh, versatility you get out of beer cheese. And again, it's not as runny and it's not as messy. And you don't have to constantly make sure you're not overcooking it to where it burns or undercooking it. Pretty easy. Number seven. I've always liked if you're going to take a crock pot to your tailgate, there's a lot you can do. But again, you want someone to get in, get out, and be able to hold it in their hands. I like uh, using meatballs. Okay. With just a toothpick or uh, even a pretzel stick. That's great. That's a good crock potable thing there. Absolutely, man. Number six, these you can prep at your house the night before. It's so easy. You just have to heat it up at the tailgate. <gasps> Pigs oh. in a blanket. They're going to say pinwheels, your favorite party. No, that's, that requires <laughs> no. too much effort. Uh, number five, hot dogs. Hot dogs are the easiest thing. You're going to have kids that aren't going to want to eat beer, cheese, and buffalo wings. So there, you have hot dogs. Number four, take a chicken, cha- take some steak, take some whatever, put it on a skewer. Uh, you got a kebab. Yeah. Use your kebabs. Kebabs. Uh, Those are nice sh- and portable. Shish kebabs, very easy. Plus, if you have people that only eat veggies, you can uh, you can use that yeah. as an excuse to put all some sure. grilled roasted veggies on a stick. Boo. Number three, in fact, uh, the last three, I think one of the most important things about a tailgate in Texas and this is my list of the essential tailgate foods. Easy to carry around, easy to prep and set up, easy to do. Uh, these are involving barbecue because if you're going to have a Texas tailgate, you, you got to have barbecue. That's got to be your big thing. Now, number three and number two does require prep at home. You are going to have to smoke them. A lot of people love to bring their smokers set up at the tailgate the night before. But number three, short ribs, I think, are real easy because you basically have an entire aluminum tray filled with the short ribs you smoked. You you soak them in your sauce or do a dry rub, whatever you want to do. Then people just come on and pick them up, come Mm. and eat their their short ribs or ribs. I think pork, I don't don't recommend beef ribs. That's a little too much. It's a little too big. Plus those giant bones are going to attract a lot of bees. A lot of raccoons, a lot of things like that. Yeah, that's fair. Number two, this also takes 
a lot of effort because you got to start a couple days before to make a really good brisket. But once you serve brisket, it is so easy. It's easy to reheat. It's easy to keep in a big tray with the pair of tongs. You can put it on. You can bring sandwich bread. You can bring uh, tortillas. You can bring whatever. People can eat brisket with anything. They can Amen. eat it with their bare hands. Amen. A very simple thing to serve to a lot of people. Probably a, the more expensive item uh, to purchase on your list if you're going to serve a lot of yeah, people. I would say if this is your first tailgate, maybe don't go for the biscuit right don't, away. Don't, yeah, but a but, lot know. of people love to show off. They love to do their brisket uh so that's why it's number two but number one if you want to have your main staple food at your tailgate be something that is very easy very easy to make very portable handheld you can do it with the smallest of grills uh not going to cost you a lot either sausage wraps yeah you buy a bag of tortillas you buy a couple of those two dollar sausages from h-e-b you grill that you cut it up and then you just wrap it in a tortilla the easiest thing to do also uh when you're coming back from the game and you got to pack up your tailgate and all your crap that there always seems to be one thing stuck and left on the grill Mm, the sausage that's right baby always there always waiting for you i've got to assume it's either not ranked there or you consider jello shots alcohol instead of food. that's alcohol that's that's another discussion. That's why I was asking. For another day. Okay. Welcome back to the Sports Bet. Exciting time of year. Uh, Matt Bearden, I don't know if you know this about me, but uh, I do a sports show here on uh, 1027 ESPN. Let's be careful. You do a show on a sports network. It's called Almost Sports. Yeah. It's the name of our show. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, but let me tell you, when we started this summer doing this show when there was golf and Middle of season baseball. Riveting. <laughs> yeah, but now that college football and uh, NFL is back, it's much more easier to do the show. So I think our sports bet will be a lot easier. And I think as we go through this year, maybe not starting this week, but have some big grand ending, some we glorious actually started punishment. sports bet exactly a year, a year ago. ago. Yeah, this show of, of being oh, that's right. more it? talk uh, focused on one on one X. We started working a year ago. A year ago, just Matt and CJ. Oh, I'm gonna go upstairs and talk to management. Well, I said I would give them a year, and I'm done. Well, technically, my back was broke this week, so uh, we didn't. We we did start. Was your we English didn't. broke too? Me back break. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Jason's been making fun of me for that, too. Because you're such a hick? Because I, I mispronounce, like, every player's name. <laughs> Giannis Antakupalopoulou. <laughs> Tug Tubagluba. Well, the best thing you ever did was you named your sports show Almost Sports, so nobody can complain. Oh, it's great. We have an out. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I also mispronounced my favorite player, you just Luka mi- Doncic. You just said mispronounce uh, The Oof. other day... Um, uh, I didn't. I, it was clear I didn't watch the first half of the Texas game, <laughs> so I was just like, "Yeah, special teams look good. I like this." Blah blah blah. And then afterwards, Ed Clements, the uh, Godfather of Sports in this building, goes, "CJ, come here, come here." And he puts his hand on the back of my neck and like walks me with him. And he's like, "Texas special teams look real bad, CJ. They, there was a missed hold on a, a kick. They uh, muffed a punt." And he just like really <laughs> let me know that. Hey, I was, look, we don't want your broadcast in falsities out there. Okay, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> But so, uh, yeah, I, I get. Wait, how that's you your feel. automatic out? It's being scolded in the hall? You said I have an automatic out. Well, almost sports, I thought it was my automatic out, but clearly it's not because old dude. man Clements is listening and he's going to. Jock sniffers are always going to be jock sniffers, dude. That's just the thing. And they're. they're jo- Remember, they're, they're the same as Star Wars nerds. They're really about. Um, actually, they're yeah. really about the pedantic nature of what they're yes. into. Yes. Gotta gatekeep. I got to be the best fan. 
Yeah. I got to be the biggest nerd. Speaking Very of, true. let's be terrible fans. Uh, yeah. I don't really <laughs> care that much about sports. I don't have a problem if you do. You go right ahead and love sports. It's just for me. I still want it to be entertainment, but let's go ahead and make some bets on stuff this Us, weekend. It's all about gambling. Uh, the big punishment this next week is going to be, the, I'm calling it the Kim Kardashian. Can you take a guess what that punishment entails? Something uh, with a giant butt. No. She recently had her eyebrows, hair, and beard all dyed platinum white. Oh, uh, I was going to say, this isn't about the diarrhea tweet, is it? No, no. I don't want that to. Uh, let's just get to the bets. Uh, your Austin FC taking on the Seattle Sounders, perennial playoff team. Sound- Sounders, uh, the legends of the MLS. Win, draw, or loss? You choose what you want. They have to win. I'm, I'm going to be you're a fanboy. You're choosing boy. if they win. I'm, I'm choosing win for okay. you on your no, behalf. No, no, no. You're not choosing for me. I want you to choose for you. Okay. Oh, we're flipping this? It's called a little turn of the tables, okay. my friend. Let's do it. Here we go. So CJ picks win. See, I'm not a Fairweather fan. I am kind of, but still. Uh, listos Verde. Uh, we'll be back with more of the sports bet in just a couple of minutes. All right, we took too long yammering about sports. Back right away to the sports bet with the return of the NFL Cowboys Buccaneers. Cowboys. Cowboys. Man. Am I really bad? Am I is that a stupid is that stupid for me to do? Oh wait. Is that guy still over at the Buccaneers? Yeah, Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> he's good, isn't he? He's he's I've pretty he's, he's old though. I've heard he's you good. Know. I don't even pay attention you know, to sports. What's the home team on that game? I have honestly don't know. Um, this isn't me vaguing you. I really don't know. Let me look it up. Do we want to get a technically? No, I'll, I'll pick the Buccaneers then. Okay. Buccaneers. Because that Matt. Tom guy's pretty good, isn't he? He's all right. He's done some good things. His him, wife and him are fighting. Ooh. Real bad. She, uh, she said she's going to leave him. Really? Yeah. But, look how good you've been on radio with the same, the same home life. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Speaking of NFL, in the 101X Fantasy Football League, we have Nick... Last year's last place team taking on newcomer to fantasy football, Emily. Who wins this week, 101X Fantasy League, Emily uh, or Nick? Emily, because that's what I need to have happen. Because Nick is going to get pissed. He will melt. He, he will, will be literally mad. melt down. But there are a lot of times in fantasy you have that for, because you're not overthinking it. You do pretty well. Yeah, it's, it's, dumb luck. it's also the computer can pretty much tell you everything to do. I only did fantasy one year, and uh, I think I came in third place in my league, <laughs> and I didn't know what was going on. But people were like, what? Well, why on earth would you have started this guy? And then he'll and score. Like, and then they were like, but how, who would have known to start? I was like, I don't, uh-huh. I didn't know who anybody was. He's that cute. guy had the most eyes in his name, and I felt like, <laughs> oh, that seems Polish. I bet he's a good tight end. Uh, just to let you know, we are going to return to the physical challenge next week. We're going to do... A kickoff challenge, which we're just going to go upstairs in the conference room and kick field goals. Cool. Uh, that should be a fun one. But uh, the big question for sports, Texas taking on number one Alabama. Texas is a 20-point underdog. 20 is the, the line right now. Do you take Texas in 20 or Alabama? Here's what's tough because um, here's what's tough. It, those odd makers are so good at figuring out exactly what a Texas fan that, thinks. That's well. That's what. That's how they make money. I that's know it's how they make yeah. money because if the, you had said twenty-one points, I'd be like, nah, 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 nah too nah. much. But twenty points, I'm like, well, wait a minute. They'd have to best us by three touchdowns, and UT really could step up. Sark knows the ins and outs. So obviously of Alabama, it's really talent on talent. Game, game. 
ESPN's going to be here. Lee Corso's going to put on the hat. Texas and 20 or Alabama. We got to go. The Texas and 20 points. Okay, Just I, okay. Uh, I feel so stupid. I feel so stupid. They're going to lose by like 40 points. No, uh, 35 to 17. Those are just two numbers I'm throwing out. I've been doing it all week. I'm not saying what it's going to be, but it's my prediction. Rick and Morty are back, baby. And now it's time for the Nerd Report. I just wanted to say that that I'm a nerd. That's right. Uh, This week debuted Rick and Morty, one of my favorite shows. And I know there's a lot of crap talk about toxic fandom and blah, blah, blah. I enjoy Rick and Morty. Always have. Emily, are you into it? What's your kind of take? Yes, I haven't seen it past season three, I think. So I know I saw it whenever it would first come out, and I would watch the new episodes. You've got a lot of good stuff to catch up on. Uh, yeah, season four, music in it. The, season yeah. four starts good, has a little dip, but then it gets really excellent. Again it was in the one last of those things where I watched it because me and an ex of mine were really, 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 really into it, like waiting in line for the Szechuan sauce into uh, it. Oh. And then, and then, then we broke the up. Fans. And I was like, ugh, gross. I don't want to think about him and, and Rick and Morty. So I gave up Rick and Morty for that. But for, for me it was always years, right so as ready. my my sweet puppy Miles was uh on his uh towards the end of his uh sweet puppy life. Uh, I was at home a lot just watching him so I watched a lot of Rick and Morty. It was my uh go to before going to bed if I wanted to put something on that's not going to like yeah get too engaging and just comfortable. I don't want to watch something scary or something like no. that that I have to really think about. I would watch reruns of Rick and Morty with my with my fiance. So absolutely love it. And what I've got and we're not going to do any spoilers here because, you know, we hate spoilers except for me. Right. Now keep in mind Emily's only seen up to season 3. I well, mean, you could spoil as much as you'd like. This I, I will forget about it. This isn't really going to mess with her that much because she should be caught up. But what it looks like this Rick and Morty is doing uh, this season is going to be a lot of confronting the past. There's a new enemy, which is from the past. They oh. go back. Uh, remember when they Cronenberg that world? There's yeah. a shot of. Uh, yeah, that's the first season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whenever they redid the whole world, or is that? What and you're then replaced. About? Uh, well, replaced yeah. the Rick in the Morty. That died. World, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, wow. So, so wow, it goes all the way back to that. So it's looping back to season well, yeah, one. No, they really care about the actual, you know, the lore and stuff in the in the show. So. It does seem like yeah, they 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 plot it out. My only thing is, I wish they would do more of those uh, the improved kind of. Of uh, 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 commercials, Uh-oh. ones or not commercials, <laughs> I'm but sure they will. Intergalactic cable. Yeah. Yes, those I know. Those are funny. Uh, let's take a little look at the inside the episode, and if it gets spoily, I'll stop. But this is kind of the uh, the writers explaining a little bit about what's happening. The reset of portal travel ultimately results in everyone having to confront their past. Hello. <laughs> Cronenberg. It's really cool to see Morty go back to Man, Cronenberg world with like an like... eye towards the actual somber reality of that. Like what does the apocalypse look like writers. this much time into the future? Is that Dan Harmon talking? Uh, no, no, it's just one of the one of the writers okay. or Sorry, the director of that episode. It. I just but, I just saw him and it was like, man, that looks like a guy that would write Rick and Morty. 
It so very she's like in like lo- various stages at times with a huge, crazy looking yeah. beard. Yeah, yeah. He, he, has, clean shave. he has Legos behind him a lot. That's what he. Uh, they all look like they do drugs. Like that's. Oh yeah. That's how you become a good writer. I also <laughs> one of my favorite things, um, and this is just a side. There's so much you can get into in Rick and Morty, and I do like that rewatching stuff. You discover new things, uh, but uh, in the first season, at the very end of the like Adult Swim, blah blah blah, like the the post credits what do we want to call them credits Uh, there's the claymation him and his wife and his dog sitting on the couch and then they got a divorce so second season it's him by himself with one dog and a bunch of liquor bottles around and then by like the fourth season he has a new girlfriend and it's them laying in bed with two dogs and a cat watching so (laughs) so so you mean like the production like still or something like that yeah Yeah, so it's like this is our company here's the okay it it, it updates as uh, his relationship woes go up and down so it's what a fun easter egg for you kind of love it easter eggs Uh, so yeah the new Rick and Morty out right now uh, excited um, to go and watch it. And again, I think uh, one of the, the, the reasons people get so upset with Rick and Morty fandom is because the toxic masculinity of Rick, he's not supposed to be your hero. And a lot of people don't always kind of realize that with this stuff. Well, it's the same mm-hmm. way for that show Archer. Like Sterling Archer, the main character, isn't necessarily supposed to be the hero. He's a jerk. He's the trope, which I think is just called the a-hole character type of trope. Yeah. <laughs> Where they're sort of fun to watch, like... You, you like, sort of root like, for them and want them to get better, but also you like to see their comeuppance too here and yeah, there. Yeah, you so know they're a piece of crap. Do they yeah. heal? Uh, anyhow, excited to see it. Yeah. Um, I've waited long enough, so tonight I'm going to go home and. Uh, well, you know what? Actually, I'm just going to look on Wikipedia right now. No. <laughs> He's already stalking you. Stalk back at the CJ Morgan Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. One oh one X. Look at that on the radio, very first time. It's uh, comedian Angelina Martin. Welcome. Thanks for having uh, me. So excited to have so many friends that I love in the uh, Austin community scene that are. Uh, you know, really up and coming and doing amazing. And you're like last few years, I've just seen you on almost everyone's comedy posters for their shows, your Instagram story, or clearly you out there doing it big. So uh, thank you for taking the time to, to do a little dumb fun radio show. I appreciate attention in any form. So <laughs> As do I. Uh, I guess that's why we're kind of in the business of uh, entertaining. But we you love to chat. Most importantly, have a show coming up, correct? One yeah, of your many shows. I've but, got a uh, few ones that I'm excited about. Um, tomorrow night, um, I'm going to be hosting uh, my, one of my monthly shows that I produce, High Priestess ATX. And uh, that's kind of like a spooky backyard-themed witchy thing, right? Yeah, it's this really fun show that actually started out in LA by uh, these comedians Bree Pruitt and Sar June who um, are used dead to be now. Based to be- <laughs> we killed them. <laughs> uh, yes, no, they're, they're uh, yeah, still out in LA and uh, we just really like the concept of their show, Stand Up and Tarot Combined. Uh, and so we asked them if we could do like a sister show here in Austin. Um, we started it up in 2019 and did it for about six months before the pandemic um, <laughs> everything stopped yeah uh took a took about a two-year little break but yeah we started it back up again uh in may and we do it every full moon what's okay that's what oh, i was gonna nice. ask like what what the premise <laughs> hey. of high priestess was yeah so their show was a stand-up show with tarot reading so we started off with that, but we just wanted to make it a little bit more of a kind of immersive experience. So 
we added a vendor's market before the show, uh, added a, a free photo booth for audience members, and thought it'd be fun to just make it feel more like that house party that it's turned into. So we added a musical guest at oh, the that's end. Cool. Nice. Um, so yeah, it's Very a whole cool. big party and we can get in uh, food and drinks for I most of the shows. I love the full moon concept uh, as well. Where I... Where is this taking place at? And I guess the first question I should ask, because we're going to talk about a couple of your shows, is 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 it easiest for people to find you on Instagram and then yeah, click I, your I'm, link in the I'm bio? Most, to- uh, um, consistent about posting my shows on Instagram. Mainly just post on Facebook to remind my parents' friends that I, did, I do something. Yeah. Hey, I'm still alive. Because you, correct me if I'm wrong, speaking of your, your parents and, and friends, you decided to drop out give up i'm not gonna do school it sucks and your mom was like super supportive about oh, it oh yeah i mean she was very disappointed uh for about 24 hours okay because <laughs> <laughs> i didn't just drop out i failed out uh you Woo! know i was like i'm going out in flames um f's all around me School um, sucks. Like, I'm not going to lie. School is so bad. It's, it sucks. The, the only reason I think I made it through school, and I was one of those Van Wilders. I was in for like eight years, but the only reason I made it through was because to get that financial aid and get those students, to get the big-ass paycheck that I wasn't making bartending at Joe's Crab Shack, I had to at least have a C <laughs> average. So I had to stay. For me, it was making money. I'm massively in debt now, but... Uh, <laughs> It's worth it. I, I had to. I had to just keep getting that check, so I stayed. But that's what. That's what I tell people. Like, oh, oh, oh should I go to college or do this? School sucks, but so does work. Work sucks too. But when you're I, doing what you do, it's yeah. Well, I did drop out to work a full time job. I, I, well, I mean, that's why I was failing out of my classes is because I was working, working a full time. So I was huh. working a full time nanny job. Probably would have made more money in the long run if I had stayed in school. But I was like, I'd rather get this nanny money now rather than oh, yeah. that office job money later. Um, um, so I just was was doing that. And I was like, I just want to. Also, was, I was going to school in San Francisco, and that's why I went chose that school because I just wanted to hang out in San Francisco. And have I fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I want to go explore the city, um, and I would just go to open mics and just watch. I was too scared to perform at them, so I would just watch them and try to get up the nerve to perform. Nice. And and then when and why did you finally decide? Uh, you know what I'm going to do? Comedy? Were you? Um. Well. I yeah I spent um, yeah a year in San Francisco moved moved here after visiting a friend here for a weekend I was like yeah been cool. drinking for with that's right yeah I'll, I'll do this every, every, every weekend every weekend <laughs> yeah I'll make this my life um, so yeah moved here worked here for another year still was kind of doing similar thing where I would just go to open mics and I would watch and I'd be like man I wish I could do that yeah um, and still didn't perform uh, and then I went traveling. Uh, for a while, t- for uh, a year or so, till I ran out of money, moved back into my parents, then came here, and then finally did my first open mic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now Dude. you're doing a, a lot of different shows and a lot of different things. You mentioned the pandemic. Uh, I knew you before then. Also, we've been fortunate enough to, you're friends with my fiance. You've puppy sat for us uh, many a time before. But since the pandemic, when comedy's opened back up, there's a very weird scene in Austin. You have a lot of what I call BYOB open micers, which crappy bars that refuse to close would hire these people to put on shows. And it's like, but this, who is this person? And now there's that scene. Then you have this whole LA death squad, Joe Rogan scene. And a lot of the like people that had been up and coming in Austin pre pandemic 
some of them, my fiance went back to the office job. Some of them had kids. Some of them, but there, there's a a great group of people, you amongst them, that are that are kind of representing what the Austin scene was before. So it's 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 great to see that. And how have you felt since things are coming back? to, I guess, what we'd call normal. Cap City's back, the Velves open, plus all the other new clubs. Yeah, well, I've definitely noticed that there seems to be several different little sub-scenes that have formed along the way, uh, but I'm trying to be positive about it in that, yeah, there there are more comedians going around vying for stage time, but there's... Almost more th- comedians than real estate agents and musicians <laughs> in Austin. It's tied. It's close. Yeah. yeah. And the overlap is uh, mind-numbing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I also have noticed that there seem to be a lot more audience members, too, and I think that there's enough to go around. It's uh, becoming a big scene again in, in Austin. It's competing with music, for sure. Yeah, so I I don't really feel like I'm super competing against like the, you know, the Brogan type comedians out there yeah. because that's that's not who my gay ass comedy is going to appeal to anyway. Like <laughs> sure, that's not sure. my target demo. Uh And the best of every sub scene will kind of usually what I've seen rise to the top and then everyone that's the best of the best wants to have each other on each other's shows. Yeah, I believe in myself and my friends and like our comedy. I think we just like focus on our shows and I also am like open to like meeting some of the new comedians who have moved here whether they started recently or moved here from other cities during the pandemic. Some of them have been uh, really nice and funny so I think... uh, Which is probably the most important thing. (laughs) Being funny. (laughs) Nice too. Yeah. At least you can just have one of them. (laughs) Speaking of being nice, we're going to play a couple songs and then I'm going to come back and be not nice and address a bit of controversy involving you. All right. All right. Comedian Angelina Martin on uh, the CJ Morgan Show. And we'll uh, drop your Instagram one more time. Uh, At Angelina J. Martin. Simple enough uh, where you can find out more about all the cool things she's doing. We'll be right back. Comedian Angelina Martin's on the show with us. uh, Host, uh, producer of many fine programs such as ATX Comedy Hour. Uh, wait, that's, that's Lisa. That's, that's your my fiance. Wife. I meant to say. <laughs> we were talking off air. Uh, High Priestess ATX. Don't we, forget. We will have some controversy about her t- and you uh, specifically to address. But uh, Buzzkill at the Buzz Mill, which is every Wednesday, along with Carlton Wilcox, is uh, the host there. And it's free, too. So you get to see some of the best comics in Austin, plus special guests. Uh, High, Priest- High Priestess ATX every full moon. <laughs> uh, and then you're also headlining the Velve in a couple of weeks. Weeks. Two weeks, yeah. Two weeks. So you are, you've got a busy, busy schedule. I absolutely love to see it. And then I don't uh, like sitting down. I want to know about uh, Slide in the DMs because that looks like a fun show. What is what is Slide in the DMs that you also do? Oh, it's a it's a blast. It's this uh, horny improv and stand up show that. Yes. I uh, have uh, hosted since um, I, that I created in 2018 and uh, started doing it at Fallout Theater every month. So great that, place to be. Yeah, it's also, great. Also, did you know what's above Fallout Theater? Who owns the building? The Stonemasons. The free, yeah, yeah, the Freemasons. But I do like Stone because Stonecutters <laughs> is from The Simpsons. But yeah, it's uh, it's got to be weird having a bunch of just like horny young comics and improvisers doing fun weird shows. Right, a bunch of uh, with a with a bunch <laughs> of old men that just want to get away from their wives and plan the future yeah, of the Yeah, Freemasons and improv is just two different kinds of cults. Cults, so. yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's, so you have different comics and people go up and they read a weird 
DM. Yeah, they, which... sh- they share weird messages uh, that they've received um, online or emails which or I'm gonna guess or voicemails. As female entertainers, some of you probably get a lot of uh, these. Yeah, surprisingly. <laughs> oh, but I man. feel like I've gotten less since starting this show. I think people have. Nice. <laughs> put, the, put the word out there. Put them yeah. on blast. Which, yeah. I mean, makes me a little sad. I'm like, give me some entertainment. I need, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I need some attention. You'll just have to throw out more thirst traps. Look at me knowing terminology. Wow, I'm so, so hip. Cool. <laughs> proud of you, man. I'm Thank you. Uh, but speaking <laughs> of uh, not being hip, um, you've, uh, over the course of a couple of years, uh, been nice enough to come. You know, you said you were a nanny before getting into comedy. You you would uh, watch our little dogs, Pickle and Pee. Yeah, I love your dogs. Uh, they absolutely love you, and we appreciate having someone, like, just chill that we trust watching them when they're away. Uh, but unfortunately, I... I have to address some controversy because the last time you house set for me, I happened to catch some noise on the on the ring doorbell as you were coming in explaining to uh, I think your mom was staying with you, correct? She was visiting, so y'all were hanging out. Um, yes. Get back from one of your comedy shows, and and this is what I hear on the ring doorbell. Oh yeah, they're big like Renaissance fair people. Oh really? Yeah. Those were arguments. Well, it all goes in the same category. <laughs> Big Renaissance <laughs> Fair people, how dare you? It's accurate. Big <laughs> Renaissance person. Sadly, it is Lisa. very, <laughs> it is very accurate because I, when you walk in, probably what I'm, I'm assuming what your mother saw was my giant broadsword that is hanging on the wall. She had some questions. Uh, yeah, I, I have a lot of medieval stuff everywhere. My fiance, Lisa. It was mortified. In fact, when we go to the Ren Fair together, she doesn't dress up. She likes going because it's turkey legs and good people it watching. It's fun. I'm not against <laughs> it is. It's a lot of fun. But I I like to dress up in my chainmail, my medieval armor. I have cloaks. I have swords, as you've seen around my house with axes and all that hanging. Lisa doesn't do that. As a matter of fact, we bring uh, fellow comedian Roxy Castile with us because I need someone to dress up with me. And Matt Bearden, his <laughs> wife, his kids, my family. Beyonce, the group we always go with, no one else dresses up but me. And then yeah. occasionally Roxy when she goes. So it, it was uh it was hilarious and, and I was like, oh man, this is we have like young, cool comics staying at our house and they look at my walls and they're like, What is this history <laughs> professor Renfair crap over here? I love your house and I love cosplaying as middle class whenever I'm there. Thank you. We appreciate it. But again, I just I, I just love this. Oh yeah, they're big like Renaissance fair people. Oh, really? Just, just big Renaissance fair people. I and I, I, I'm gonna be honest. I, the only reason I checked the the camera was because it was like late at night. I assume you just got back from a comedy show, and I was like, "Why is my ring going off?" And I'm like, "Oh, Angelina just got home." And then I heard that, and I was like, "I wouldn't spy on you," but I heard that, and I was like, "Oh man, this is so funny. I gotta play this on air." And then I, like a couple days later, I had to call you and be like, you "Hey, I, I felt I was I was panicking for a second. I thought you were mad." <laughs> no, no, it was it was so funny that I was like, "How do I, how do I make this not creepy and be like, right. hey, make it not seem like I've been spying yeah, on these, yeah, these exactly. young women? Like, we're just like, 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 I'm gonna wait until she says something bad about me, and I have it on tape." <laughs> uh, but it, it was really funny, and and we did rearrange the house. I have I. I finally one day took a deep look at our house and, and realized I, we don't need this many dumb old paintings. I don't have to have a sword right up front. Like, it's time for me to grow up. But I did, just for my fiance. speaking of Renaissance festivals, there's a lot of fine artists out there. So uh, 
I actually commissioned someone to do a portrait of Lisa that is now hanging up in the living room. Uh, this is Lisa and Mr. President with dragons and... Oh, that's gorgeous. Very, very Ren Fairy, which you can see at 101X.com. I'm sure she loves that. Lisa did find me soon after that. She said, just so you know, that's CJ, not me. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Uh, hilarious, though. Um, speaking of hilarious, you are very hilarious. Uh, you. Thank are you. A, a great... I keep wanting to say up and coming, but you're not. You've... You've been in the scene for a while, but you were definitely uh, around and at a lot more shows and just very entertaining to watch. So I hope people get out and do that. Angelina J. Martin on Instagram, probably the best place to find you. And then you have one of those Lincoln bio link tree. Do you have one of those things? Yeah. Everyone has those, right? You just I, those. I do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, also hi, at High Priestess ATX on Instagram, we post everything about our show every month there. Uh, but yeah, check it out tomorrow night at Faux Craft. Uh, the door is open at 7 p.m. It's going to be a good time. All right. Weird, horny, and fun. Uh, that's what all the shows are going to be. Just going to throw it out there. <laughs> and thanks a vibe. lot. Uh, Thank oh, you so much. And yes, feel free to shoot her some DMs at Angelina yes. J. Martin. Combining forces. It's The Leftovers with Emily. What is that? Well, she's on The Morning X, and she usually tells her stories there first because it's early in the morning, right? Uh, top of the mind. We get The Leftovers. But today, on this Sports Friday, I'm combining something from The Morning X and The C.J. Morgan Show. Oh. Yes. Oh, indeed. Oh, I'm scared. Don't be. Don't worry. I think uh, I think it's going to be exciting, and I'm going to take the lead on something here. Sure. Go uh, for it. Earlier in the week, Jason Dick offered you $100 to go promote the show or the oh, station. Yeah. And you're like, no, I'm not... Because um, college game day is in town. There's a lot of big television broadcasts for Texas playing Alabama, and basically, you're like, I'm not going to do that because I got crap to do. Yeah, I'm not gonna and it's go just park a lot of work to get down there. Plus, for... it was only a hundred dollars. Exactly, that's what I said, and they thought it was a lot of money. And that's... I'm like, sure, I know I'm poor, but um, I'm not cheap. Okay. <laughs> also, you have to pay for parking. You have yes. to get down there. Yes. Pick your outfits. It's a whole it's thing. It's a whole. Sa- it's going to take over my entire Saturday. I would rather take over your entire Saturday because I think if you can get that hundred dollars. I think I could, the whole premise of this is to get you on TV somehow. Mm. I think you dump it on me, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to Kinko's. I'm going to print <laughs> one big-ass Emily face. Okay. And then a bunch of little tiny Emily faces, and I'm going to go get some dumb listener, and I'm going to have them pass these out, and we're going to get you on TV. Because also... <laughs> If, if it's your face, people are going to be like, why is that girl's face? Like, who's that? Yeah, who is Let's that? Get, that's Emily Edge. Have you heard of Emily her? Emily Edge. So. Emily Edge on the morning and uh, the afternoon radio on 101X. There we go. So that's that's what I did. If you get Jason, to, maybe get him to give you more money. That way I can get print $100 worth of stuff and then pay a listener $100 to go do this. See, but he's not going to give me the money unless I'm on TV. That was the other catch is that I have to make sure that I'm on TV. If I don't get on TV, he said I don't get the money. Oh. Uh, Okay, well, and also he would probably be like, well, you weren't on TV. It was just a cardboard cutout of your face. Exactly, exactly. I know. I do like where you're coming from, though. Well, how do we get you on TV? Man, I don't know. (laughs) Show my (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you can't say that on I'm the radio. Sorry, I'm sorry. It's okay. I edited it. Jeez. I'm sorry. Emily. Sorry. But yes, you actually, you, you, that, no, that won't get you on TV. Well, that'll cut away because they're going to delay. That'll get me off TV and it off the radio, yeah, too. Okay. Sorry. Uh, I like where your brain's going with this, but let's think of some ways 
to actually do it okay without um, the FCC coming down on us so hmm. the obvious is you're behind the game day crew um, yeah. you take off your top not gonna work but no, but no. you're on camera the students do wild crazy things yeah they want me to be in the crowd and and I think the other thing too that we need to make sure is if we do cut out a picture of my head or whatever we decide to do the whole point is they're trying to make my my term hook them I guess a thing. So okay. I say a lot of the times, oh, hook them, I guess. And so they want me to make a we sign that, that says, hook them, I guess. Okay. To create. Um, a- that seems blasphemous almost. It there, kind of does. There's a, at the U.S. Open, I think, I think it's the tennis thing. There's a, a lady who's become famous for uh, every time the camera g- goes to her, she stands up and right away chugs her beer. Yes, I know what you're okay, talking about. Are you, I, maybe I know you I'm could bad have at a chugging. full bottle of wine. I'm very mm. bad at chugging. Damn it. I'm okay. so bad at chugging. Well, you can pretend. You can put your thumb sort of on yeah, the side. Yeah, but they'll know. No they'll, they'll know. know. They, and then Emily Edge won't be so edgy anymore. No. Okay, another way to um, get... Oh, we, we a celebrity a lookalike? Um, st- you know how they do the lookalikes at the hockey yeah. games and stuff? Do they do that? At UT game? I don't know. You haven't taken me to a game or yet. Or so. that's coming up next week. Uh, uh, maybe an impromptu kiss cam or... Are kissing? How are we going to make that work? I you don't know. Go, you're going to pay someone off for that. I'm just kiss saying right yeah, that somebody <laughs> pay them to kiss me, you know? <laughs> uh, you could always uh, rush onto the field during the game. That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's good a great way to end idea. up in the little jail there. Well, oh, uh, you know what? We'll brainstorm it over the course of the next couple of weeks, but keep keep that in mind. And, and what I need you to do is to keep up, get Jason up that price. Okay, yeah, I will grand. try to negotiate ten we, grand. Okay, I like the sound. Of that. I like the sound. I mean, Jason is rich, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yes. Rich. When he was putting away the one hundred dollar, cheap though. Yes. When he was it's putting away cheap. the one hundred dollar bill that he was floating in my face, uh, I saw a stack of other hundreds in his wallet, and he, I was like. Absolutely. He carries hundreds. Who, first of all, who carries cash anymore? I don't. I Not don't to know. mention hundos. I do sometimes. But, 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 but that's for drugs. That's for drugs. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, Jason <laughs> doesn't do drugs. drugs. Did you know? Uh oh. Here we go. Matt Bearden's back uh, for our fact-finding mission, and it's got to be true because you heard it on the radio. Did you know? There's only been one time... I'm actually going to correct this. Okay. Uh, There's only been one time the White House, the capital of the United States, has been captured and occupied. (laughs) (laughs) And it was was by the British during the War of 1812 when they burned it down. I remember that. But I'm now going to... I'm going to slightly amend this and say there was another time more recently. Asterisk. You want to put an asterisk next to that one. When the capital of the United States was was captured and occupied. Oh, you know what's terrible mm. is that I we're mean, laughing at it. Yeah, because like it's, it's, what it else can you do? It should be such a shame <laughs> on the whole country. I don't want to get political. Um, we're not, did you know that Kath, Kathy Griffin Griffith Griffin? A, I've never a learned comedian. her name in all these years. Right. I'll be honest with you. Hey, so, will you do me, Dan? But Marcus down for next week. Let's uh, let's do a. Did you know what her last name is? Let's figure it out. But she tweeted something about. Uh, if you want a revolution, vote for Republicans because we're going to revolt. And Ted Cruz tweeted like, "Oh, this is uh, what only Democrats would would threaten a revolution if losing an election." And I was like, 
my man, <laughs> your people literally try to coo. Yeah. Like, what? How do you? Just tone deaf, and also I don't yeah, think it's tone deaf. I think it's just so. No, that's what that's what fascism does. Is it's they so re, overtly they re, they, lying <laughs> and gaslighting. Well, like, they redefine words too. What they mean? They'll just throw correct. these words out. Yeah. And did you know? Uh, I hate it. I love that the flip has now had it's. Whoever are the meme makers and the writers for the far right conservatives are genius because they just they take they took Nazi away from the left, calling people not now the left. <sighs> Did you uh, run out of words there? What happened? I just I, I I hear myself getting ramped up, and I'm like I just oh, I don't yeah, care. yeah yeah yeah. Take, hey, take that to Facebook where it belongs. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know? Uh, there were only five number one albums for all of 1984 and all-time low. Speaking of 1984, that's the degree with which books burn. Uh, no, that's not true at all. Fair and I'm assuming, okay, 1984, and there's so there would have been maybe uh, the uh, Purple Rain soundtrack. Was that one of them? Michael Jackson, maybe. Uh, well, that wasn't Thriller in '84. No, '84 uh, would have been maybe. Bad. No, it wouldn't have been. I don't. I, I don't did know. you know? Oh wait, you're not going to tell us what the four, what the albums are? Uh, no. Oof, I, I did. Brutal, I, I printed it. I oh, printed okay, it. Okay. I, I, I figured this was actually interesting enough. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was uh, Thriller for the first 15 weeks. Oh, um, okay. The Footloose soundtrack for the next 10. Hell yeah, um, dude! I underrated freaking band. Uh, Sports by Huey Lewis in the news. I know it's very like. Dad yacht rock, but it's dad, it, but it's really good pop. It's and, really good pop, and it, and I mean, just on the uh, the Back to the Future soundtrack. Yeah. Sports is a good album. It it is. I mean, okay, we've obviously just Talking admitted a that we're like here. yeah, laying down. <laughs> so. on X and we're talking about Huey Lewis in the news. <laughs> Crank it, hey man! I don't, I don't care. Uh, uh, Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA for four, and you were right with Prince's uh, Purple Rain uh, twenty two. The uh, the dominant one for that year. So there we go. Huey Lewis in the news, kids. Google it. On one one X. I'll tell you what else is good. That Ghostbusters soundtrack. <laughs> it's really slaps. It actually it, it kind of does. Does it really? I've yeah, never heard man, it. The Ghostbusters. It's good. There's something strange in the neighborhood. Well, just the song. How, how much trouble would I get in with like management if right now we did just play Huey Lewis in the news? You want to find out? Yeah. Well, Huey Lewis sued Ray Parker Jr. for, for Ghostbusters. That's right. Because he said it's the same song, and it turned out he was one of the first like successful suits to say, you stole my song. Did it? And I don't that, know which one it was. I don't have. I don't have any more info than that. Wow. Go to the Googles, people. <laughs> Something about Lorenzo music is coming to mind. It was the voice of Garfield. I, I don't know why that popped. Did, did you know oh, Lorenzo did, music oh. was the voice of Garfield? I like that. Uh, did you know has now just sort of settled into us, just yelling out random stuff we think we know. <laughs> It's what we do best. <laughs> Did you know? Oh, we got a total of three this week. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> He's like the store brand of funny. CJ Morgan. On 101X. They're putting cabins in the backyards. <laughs> Greetings, listener. It is now time for Weird or Wired. It's weird. It's wired. Which is it? Welcome back, Matt Bearden. Uh, I noticed in two different magazines this month that they're really touting that the big new add-on to a house in the old days it used to be we're going to add a game room. Uh, we're going to add a pool. 
there were these things that you did in the suburbs that were the, the, the hot flex, right? What's the big new addition you're building onto your house? And the addition is no longer something that you're adding to your house. It's something you're putting in your backyard. And that is sort of like, uh, you know, uh, those, these little sheds, backyard oh, sheds. So like a man cave or just a straight up shed? or Oh, like a man cave. Okay. Uh, <laughs> they're little tiny. Sometimes they have a little bed. They're just one bedroom. Nice. Uh, no running water or anything. Sometimes it's a little tiny, tiny guest house. Sometimes oh, it is an it, office. I've seen uh, music studios. Bars. Bars, yeah, or whatever. Like and I know that we're talking about futurism here on Weird or Wired, and what does this really have to do with the future? And I'll tell you, is that one of the things that we've really needed in the housing crisis, not just in our city, in all cities, there's this idea of accessory dwelling units. When I first moved to Austin, everyone I knew, everyone I knew, lived in a garage apartment. In fact, my first apartment, when I say it was a garage apartment, literally... It wasn't an apartment above a garage. Someone had converted a garage into an apartment, so much so that they had just put caulking all around the garage door. <laughs> I, I, it was a terrible apartment, but I was so excited because it was my first ever apartment. I was just really happy about it. I mean, just it. Right. drive around Hyde Park. Well, not anymore because a lot of those well, houses you're getting are knocked to what down. I'm gonna talk yeah. about Because my first apartment was on Castle Hill. You know where uh, like the Hope Outdoor Gallery yeah. used to be? It, used to, it was right there. Huge, huge, old mansion, and there were approximately 13 apartments that had like two people in them, and then my apartment. So we're really talking about 27 people living all on one property. It was bought by a young tech company, and they booted all of us and converted it back into a mansion, which is their right, but we displaced over 25 people by doing that, right. and we're minimizing housing. A lot of um, home Owners associations, what are you, you know, I'm talking about the HOAs, the homeowner, you, they don't allow these. Except, uh, they don't want them. They and, don't want them. They in, say. in Houston, there's a big deal with people doing the same thing, where you have your house and then you have the guest house garage apartment, but people are using that for Airbnbs instead and they of. Don't want people doing and they don't that. Want people doing that but either. Here's what's happening. More and more people are going to want these things like, oh, I want a music studio in my backyard. Oh, yeah. I want one of these little places where I can go and, and have a, um, a meditation studio. And these are going to become hip. And I really am hoping that they are going to lower uh, the bar to there being some of these buildings in people's backyards and a lot of these neighborhoods. That so you can you turn into rental property. You well, I'm not Because it's a good investment. Well, if you have your house and you're renting a room that's not connected to it, then it it becomes one. You're not just renting a, you're not just be, being a crap-ass landlord to make profit. Exactly. But you're making an investment and you're housing someone that needs that specific Housing. thing. And when you say need, I mean, that really is a good 30% of our community. Yeah. And if you start having more and more and more and more apartments, that's also going to bring down rent in the other apartments that exist. It's also oh. going to cause those landlords to have to work harder and compete, which means that when you call and you say things like, oh, my dishwasher doesn't work, somebody actually does something about it, and you don't just sit there for a year with a broken yeah. dishwasher. I love this idea because when my fiance and I buy a house, we are looking for essentially what you call a mother-in-law suite or mm -hmm. area for family friends to visit maybe to rent but I've always I could just find some college girl and she could just be our family au pair and she okay, could just CJ, live there CJ, and this like, is not this is not what weirder wired is for I don't want to be a part of this right now okay no au pair no I think you should but can I come over sometime? hell yeah dude mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> the top kids films that you probably won't watch the same way again once you know their deeper meanings dun 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 it's clickbait corner. Yeah, you got the headline. We clicked on the link. It's going to change you forever. 
Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Wow. Yeah, I love kids' films, uh, especially this one, Coco. Did you ever watch Coco? Never watched it. Oh, I kind of want to, and then it was hard. It was a musical. I was like, ah, I don't it, know but it's not that musical. And, it, and like the music is great. Remember yeah. me. Coco's great. I just yeah. love my little da, da, grandma da, 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 looks or whatever. Yeah, she's yeah. super wrinkly and it'll real you, almost. It'll make you teary-eyed, Spencer. Coco uh, is uh, good. According awesome. uh, to this article, it says I, they feel like this movie really demonstrated the pain of being away from loved ones due to borders and circumstances. It shows love, huh. betrayal, forgiveness, acceptance, as well as a limitless of love and family traditions. Okay. I love this movie, but I don't think I could ever watch it again just because of everything that was, you know, sad. And once you think about it, it is about, you know, immigrant and families. Being separated. And being fam- yeah. And, yeah. yeah, and being separated. Thanks for the spoilers. What's yep. the other one he sings? <laughs> um, oh, that one's my favorite. I don't um, remember. Mm, Okay, I'll think of it. Keep yeah, going. Think of it. Uh, then next we have Pocahontas. Oh man, which I can agree with this one. I have not watched that since I was a kid. How's yep. it? Um, basically, Pocahontas. If you don't really know, it's there's a lot of themes of white supremacist beliefs and yeah. like colonization, and they kind of. They kind of undermine everything that happened with the, the, the Native American with a love story. She was like with a love story. or something. Yeah, and, then got and it's like literally this, what's his name? John Smith. John Smith shows up and is like, Pocahontas, will you marry me? And they kind of ignore the fact that they it's took everything as we call. It's completely whitewashed. It's a bad movie. Um, next up, we have Fern Gully. Did you ever watch oh, Fern Gully? Oh man, I love that movie. That was yeah. the one with the. Uh, they were all small people. They were all very long, very, uh, very sized. Or- so people say that they can't watch. Fern Gully again without feeling some type of way because Fern Gully is actually about the reality of deforestation. Oh man, it's woke is what you mean. Oh, yes. I can't watch woke I can't stuff. Watch all the woke. I can't believe movies have morals. Right? I can't believe they care about the environment yeah. and the world and, and things like that. I mean, that. that was Horton Here's a Who also. Yeah. Yep. And that was also uh, the Lorax the, yep. with the trees. That was it, yeah. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, next we have Mary Poppins and of According to this article, it says Mary Poppins is all about how men and women fit into the domestic space and society at large. You have Mr. Banks, who can't connect with kids and just thinks about work all the time. And Mrs. Banks, who's trying, who's figuring out. Uh, oh, sorry. Who's fighting for women's suffrage? Politics. Yeah. It seems to, to them that uh, it's about questioning traditional gender roles, especially Ugh. since Whoa. Mr. Banks Ugh. has a change of heart at the end. Isn't it nuts that like in our grandparents' lifetime, like they couldn't vote, like when right? they couldn't vote. That's so... Yeah. It's it's so weird when people are like, that. America's fine. We're not blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, man, we we were within lifetimes of people who are still living. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. a, lot, a lot of messed up they stuff. They couldn't vote. I mean, Even women segregation? couldn't own, <laughs> women couldn't own property yeah. Yeah. unless they were married and things like that. Yeah, exactly. Marry someone of a different Ugh. race. No, The show's no. woke. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. You still to... can't marry someone of a different race, CJ. What let's, are you talking let's stop about? stop being woke and yeah. get into yeah. more cartoons exactly. and their deeper meaning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, next. Corner, by the way. Yes. Next, we have for the uh, kids' films you probably won't be able to watch again now that you know their deeper meanings. Next, we have one of my favorites, An American Tale. It's about the little mouse. Bible Goes West. Well, it was before Bible Goes West. Yes, this is the first one. Um, And it's just about, you know, his, his. 
him trying to find his family. And when you rewatch it as an adult, you kind of figure out that it's about like whenever the Jewish people were forced uh, into immigration. Yeah, and, and the sweat- failure of yes. the American dream. Like the mice work in sweatshops. No cats in America. And the cats are like an anti-Semitic mob or something. Like that's what they're <laughs> supposed to represent. It sounds very similar to that book Mouse, which is about the... Uh, Which is banned in Texas schools. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. it's about Nazis and stuff yeah. written by a, a Jewish man. Who um, we have two more. So this this next one is The Incredibles, another favorite of mine. Oh, man, I haven't seen that one. What? I know it, but I haven't seen oh it. Oh, my God. I haven't been able to find it anywhere streaming, and now it's on Disney+. It's Plus, on Disney+. Plus. Go watch it right own. now. What are you talking about? The oh, second yeah. one is fantastic, too. This is my monthly reminder that I forgot to give Spencer our Disney Plus login oh so he can give, watch stuff. Give it to him I'm so going he can to. watch The Incredibles. i got to ask my fiance. But, okay, it, this is kind of a spoiler. I'm spoiling it for you before you watch it. It's kind of a commentary on the No Child Left Behind Act and the standardization in America's schools. Which really made a lot of people who were teachers quit. Yes. Yeah. The family are superheroes, but they're told by the government to hide their true selves in order to fit in with the rest of society. So ultimately, it's about people expressing their talents and passions rather than conforming to societal norms. Tight. Everybody has something that makes them special. These all sound way more fun to watch now, I mean, really? Yeah, because they're woke. Uh, What's the last one on Clickbait Corner? Finally, of course, it is so hard to rewatch this movie as an adult. Uh, Close. Um, Finding Nemo. So, if you are a parent that has a child, of course, the loss of. a sibling and the loss of a mother because if you've never seen the movie at the beginning yeah it's spoiler sad. alert yeah the mom dies of course it's Disney and eats all and the shark eats all of the siblings except for Nemo so it's just about you know him and his his son with special needs and he's trying to uh, understand a way to help with his disability as well as trying to find him so it's sweet, but it's also very sad when, when you think Let's about how relatable cry. it is. Yeah. Big week for Spencer going to Disney World. First and foremost, the most important question, uh, are you going to take LSD? No. No, I'm just kidding. That would be a nightmare <laughs> in, in a place like that. Uh, are never. You, are you going to buy a lightsaber so we can have a battle? So we can each have lightsabers? <sighs> I think I might, man. When should I uh, Should I schedule something now? Schedule uh, it now. Go ahead. Okay. It takes about 20 minutes. It's really cool and worth it, and okay. you'll have a lightsaber. Yeah. Is it cheap? No. But will you get out of a kick-ass lightsaber? Yes. All right. Now you you got two crystals, right, for the change of colors? Yes, you can uh, buy. Does that an, cost extra? There's another shop where you can go and buy like upgrades and extra things. That's where uh, I got my new that's pouch. That's where I got my new <laughs> crystal. But no, you'll you'll choose uh, one of four different personalities, I guess. Whoa. And with that comes a different hilt and a different lightsaber. And then on top of that, you get to choose your color. Sick. So Red, green, purple, blue. So I need to pick something you didn't pick. And I know you picked uh, control and power or something, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Right, so as long picked... as I listen for that, and I just won't pick that one. No, no. It was all we gotta, the... If we're going to fight, we got to have different lightsabers. We, and different lightsabers and different colors. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And just so you know, pro tip, since you're going to want to be walking around and riding 
riding rides. If you go to a shop like either there in the Star Wars world or the main kind of shop in the center. I know Orlando's different than I went to Disneyland, but they'll they'll check it for you for free. Cool. So you can put it away and do that. But at night you're gonna want to pull it out and walk around and, of course. and hit kids with it. Yeah, exactly. Especially uh, ones that got cheap ones. I was gonna make even more dirty joke potentially there, but that's it's not. I'm not don't do that. I'm not doing that. Also Make sure, and I know you're you're going with your sisters. They're going to kind of, uh, you said you have one that's like really organized and She's will the be one, leading the trip. Yeah, that's correct. Make sure it's, you're going to have to wait in line, but Rise of the Resistance, you yeah. have to do that ride. That's, it is like a, it's like being in a movie slash a ride. <laughs> that's what, it's uh, amazing. That's what uh, Evan, our, our promo guy, helped. Uh, he told me, he was telling me about that uh, a few days ago. And there's like three different. He was like, he's you like, could take. He's like, yeah, man, I haven't been in a while, but he's like, definitely go to that one. It's pretty good. Yeah. He's like, that's w- definitely worth waiting in line for. Uh, other than that, like, uh, I think my favorite in Colorado, Colorado, in California was the California Adventure Park, which is, we did that one day and then the proper Disney the next, but they had the best roller coaster. Uh, I also did Space Mountain, which is a classic Disney roller coaster. Yeah. I, I did the uh, the Swiss Alps one. What what kind of rides do you, do you like or do I'm you like? Imagine doing. I'm a coaster guy. They're definitely. fun, right? Yeah, absolutely. I I don't mind the type of ride where they just lift you and then drop you. You know those types of scary ones? Yeah, yeah, those scary are Scary maybe isn't the word, but uh, I don't know. I don't really care. I'm not exactly super... I wouldn't say I'm not interested to go, but I'm like, eh, I, I don't care. I'm really just going to hang out with my sisters True. and then see Disney. And then I know it's all just going to kind of like unfold in front of me. And I'll be like, oh, man, this is going to cool. Yeah, I'm going to like cool. this. Uh, and then there's also part of me that's definitely, definitely guarding myself from the excitement and anxiety. That's of gonna, having to travel, having to be there. So I know this is blanketed right now. It's, it's and it's a, only going to get worse tomorrow, the day before I got to go. And don't I'm worry, like, dude. Ugh. It's a, it, it's a lot, but it's going to be fun. I'm and this Florida is much bigger. They have Epcot there as well. Yeah. Uh, it's it's going to be a blast. So just man, I just get ready for it. I'm not looking forward to having to get a new tail light in the car though. Because oh yeah, we forgot to even bring <laughs> we that didn't up. Bring it up, but yesterday the, as we're closing the show at this very moment, our engineer, our first our security guy's kind of looking in here all panicky. Then our engineer Chuck comes in as soon as we turn the mics off. And he's like, uh, "Which one of you drive the silver?" Blah blah yeah, blah yeah, blah. Yeah. Blah, and we're all like, oh, not me, not me. Like, You're like, me. that's uh, me. Thinking that I thought the worst could have happened. Yeah. A year ago, our friend Chewie had an entire branch fall on his car, collapsing the back of his window. That was insane. I'm glad he wasn't yeah. you know, in it or nearby. Or anyone it. near. Yeah. Uh, but the mowers just shot a rock into your taillight, yeah. so that's that's the whole and, bad thing. And the, one of the guys who runs that landscaping company, he's already they're going to fix it. It's already reached out to me. They've been super cool about it. It's oh, just good, like, dude, good. It's an errand I didn't want to have to do, but oh well. Now, oh well. Now you got to do that as well before going. <laughs> oh well, I get to go to Disney, and then yeah, it sounds like I'm complaining, and well, I am. Uh, Spencer, what's your social media so we can follow your adventures? Uh, I'm not posting anything. Good, no, it's at, at Spence Riddles on Instagram or Twitter. Can't wait. To see that lightsaber. All right, man. Have fun. Uh, before we get out of here, one last order of business. Uh, I forgot we have uh, we have some concert tickets to give away. As a matter of fact, oh yeah. Should I wait and tease people and keep them hanging? Nah, we'll just do it. Uh, Rufus Dussol. If you really like uh, electronic music, they're pretty badass. They're from Australia. I think this is sold out. Germania Insurance Amphitheater. Yeah, it looks like tickets are very very thin. You want to go? Uh, just text me the keyword. 
Spencer, have fun at Disney. We'll we'll miss you, but that's, you're gonna do great. That's too much. That's just <laughs> okay. Fine, just give us a call. Whatever. It's the CJ Morgan Show on KROX FM, Pewter Austin, 101X. 101X.